1: That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again.
0: You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Behind the scenes experience in Washington and around Around the the world. world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Lloyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on a Thursday. Hope you're having a fantastic day out there. We have a lot of ground to cover, and uh, while we're usually the fastest 30 minutes in radio, uh, with the extended version, we'll be with you all the way until 3 o'clock today when we'll pass the baton to Jeff Kaplan, who will get you home safely and smartly, and uh, we'll get you all the way there. Uh, So a lot of ground to cover again today, Uh, and we're going to start on a little bit on the the lighter side of things. We're going to get a quick uh, update of what's happening around the country. We'll look at the 2020 presidential race. Uh, We're going to take a little uh, stop at the state fair, not the Utah state fair. That's not that's not coming quite yet. Uh, But the Iowa state fair is underway. And of course, it is a rite of passage for all of the uh, presidential candidates. So we'll weigh in on what that means, uh, what's happening there in Iowa at the State Fair and uh, what it's done to uh, politicians in the past. There's been some great moments at at the Iowa State Fair. There's been some disastrous moments at the State Fair, even just back in 2016. So we'll break that down just a little bit, uh, just to have a little bit on the lighter side. We've had some pretty heavy stuff uh, the last few days and always good to just exhale a little bit, regroup, refocus and then uh, we'll, we'll rock everything forward from there. Uh, we will continue our discussion though as it relates to the aftermath of the shootings in El Paso, Texas and in uh, Dayton, Ohio uh, and really looking at where do we go from here? What, what do we do as a nation? What do we expect out of our elected officials? Uh, it's becoming harder and harder to call them leaders because so many of them are not But it's also important for each of us individually to remember that politicians rarely lead. She'd work all day. It's community, (laughs) it's community and culture that lead, uh, and the politicians tend to follow. So uh, we'll break that down just a little bit as we go through the afternoon as well. Uh, So let's do this. Let's start with a uh, quick update on some of the things that are happening. Most of the polling, interestingly, uh, has not moved a whole lot on the Democratic side as it relates to uh, anyone really gaining ground. Uh, Former Vice President Joe Biden continues to lead uh, with a very strong double digit lead over his nearest competitors. Even when you start going state by state, which is the real important thing to do, uh, national polls are not really significant other than they often connect to fundraising dollars, which is the lifeblood of a lot of these campaigns. So uh, the state by state polls are the, the ones that really matter in the end, and we'll break those down. Uh, but it, but it is interesting that even the people who have had some good moments in debates, some good uh, social media moments, have not been able to parlay those into any kind of momentum, uh, any uh, really or- organization. Uh, like, it's fascinating to me that uh, Cory Booker had a great night in the last debate in Detroit, Michigan, and his uh, status in the polls in Iowa is still languishing at one percent uh, which means he technically could be in in negative territory <laughs> I know that's not really possible but if the margin of error of the poll is plus or minus four percent and he's at one technically he could be at minus three uh, but that's just my kind of math so anyway uh, but very interesting that he was not able to parlay any of his performance from Detroit and get it across the border over there and get it into Iowa uh, in any significant way. So it will be interesting to see what he does at the Iowa State Fair coming up this week. Kamala Harris, who had really the the best of nights in the first debate, where she took on former Vice President Joe Biden in a significant way, uh, really used her prosecutorial skills. That's a hard word to say three times. Uh, But she did not parlay that into anything either. She's still languishing in most of the national polls. She's still in third or fourth place there, double digits behind Joe Biden. And, and so there just hasn't been a lot of movement. Now, some of that is the, the dog days of summer have settled in. Uh, and some of that is that, you know, folks just aren't quite paying attention yet. The I really believe that the 25 days that will occur post-Labor uh, Day, will will be the litmus test for a lot of these Democratic candidates because if you they will have a debate in the middle of September, and that's going to be uh, a smaller field, although we did we did learn today that uh, Mr. Yang has qualified uh, for that debate. So I think that that brings us to nine candidates have qualified uh, for the uh, debate in Houston, Texas in the middle of September. So he'll have a little lifeblood there and a uh, lifeline to, to keep going. And uh, but going back to to Kamala Harris, the uh, senator from California, she is trying uh, to get some some strength there. Uh, but again, the latest polls, she's still just she's way behind. Uh, you've got uh, Joe Biden still in the high twenties, low thirties in most polls. Elizabeth Warren, really interesting uh, in Iowa in particular. Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders have flipped spots. Uh, Elizabeth Warren is now at 19%, and I believe that uh, Bernie Sanders is at 9%, so he's gone down into single digits. And Kamala Harris is kind of in the middle there, about uh, 13%, 14%. Uh, And she's she's making a big bet in Iowa. Uh, Senator Harris released a new ad that is airing primarily in the Des Moines market, which, of course, is the middle of the middle of the Iowa State Fair. Uh, and it's a it's a significant buy, about a $66,000 buy, and uh, it's interesting to look at the message. So I wanted to give you a chance to hear where you think she's going in terms of what she's going to try to do over the next 45 days to see if she can't uh, get herself some real traction and momentum and, and move into that uh, head-to-head with uh, Joe Biden. Here's the the latest sound from Senator Harris's new ad targeting Iowa.
0: She'd work all day, then pour her whole heart into Maya and me when she got home. And then after we were fed and in bed, our mother would sit up trying to figure out how to make it all work. That's something most Americans know all too well. And that's what my 3 a.m. agenda is all about. A real plan to help you solve those worries. That's what I'm fighting for. Real relief for families like yours. Not in 20 years, not in 30. Starting my first day as president. Because you've waited long enough to get a good night's sleep. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message.
1: All right, that's uh, Senator Kamala Harris uh, with a brand new ad in Iowa. And uh, it's the 3 a.m. agenda. Now, I, I like the title. I like the sentiment. What is it that's keeping you up at night? And she's going to attempt to attack those things and, and really make that her agenda. So I think she's trying to do a couple of things with this. Uh, I think she's really trying to send the message that, hey, I'm one of you. I'm a middle-of-the-road, ordinary, average citizen with the same kind of worries that you have. Uh, and I'm, I'm here for you. Uh, It is one of the things that we know the people of the United States of America always want to have is someone who has their back. And it's one of the things in Iowa in particular, and we'll talk about this in our next segment as we really break down what's going to happen in Iowa over the next few days. Uh, And that is that they want a fighter. The people of Iowa want someone who is a fighter. We'll tell you what kind of fighter they want when we come back. So, we're going to step aside. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today. Weigh in, as always, on the Utah Community Credit Union uh, text line, 57500, when it's safe. And uh, we'll pick it up when we get back.
0: It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up, they pointed
1: their guns at me. Welcome back, everyone. This is Inside Sources, and I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday. It is Thursday. We are making our way towards Friday and the weekend. Hang in there. You can get there from here. There is a path. Uh, We've been talking about a path to Iowa, and all of the 2020 Democratic candidates for president are marching to Iowa. uh, And the test will be, can you differentiate a pork chop on a stick from fried butter on a stick to I think there's about 27 other things you can get on a stick at the Iowa State Fair. Uh, and it's really interesting. Obviously, Iowa is the uh, first in the nation. Caucus state has always played a, uh, a big role in presidential politics as the usually the first thing that happens. New Hampshire obviously happens right off the bat. Uh, but Iowa is always very important uh, in that whole playoff. <laughs> uh, vote them off the island thing that we call our primary election system. And, and Iowa has been good to some folks, not so good to others, uh, but always interesting. And the Iowa State Fair has really become this rite of passage for all of the political folks. Uh, I got to go there in 2016, and uh, it is an experience there in Iowa. Uh, it is a fascinating, uh, fascinating thing. And and much like the Utah State Fair, there's just a lot of good stuff going on. It's just a, an interesting place and great music, lots of food, uh, all the things for the kids, lots of families are there. Uh, but Iowa is different in that it is intense politics uh, at the Iowa State Fair because it's always up for grabs. And so you always have all of the uh, the different representation uh, in terms of uh, people showing up, there's a, a section that's cordoned off, you know, kind of the stump uh, where candidates all go. They all go to the same spot and they uh, do their stump speech and do interviews and all of those things. Uh, and so it's, it's always an interesting thing. And uh, it's going to be fascinating to see what the candidates do this year at the Iowa State Fair, uh, given the backdrop of the tragic events of last week. Uh, Iowa state fair was always a place, uh, where candidates could really roll their sleeves up and, uh, get in a golf shirt or a t-shirt and have just a different kind of conversation. And for some that works well. And for some it does not, it doesn't play so nice. Uh, and some have really struggled. If you think back to 2016, you might remember, Uh, At that point, Jeb Bush was was way out in front in terms of the Republican uh, nomination for president. He was way ahead. He was sort of where Joe Biden is today. He was that far ahead. He had $80 million in the bank, was steamrolling his way towards a certain nomination, uh, and then through a couple of debates and a really bad moment at the Iowa State Fair where he was heckled, uh, which also seems to be part of the Iowa State Fair, is you 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 are going to get some hecklers, and uh, sadly, recently that's become more protesters, and and that's not good. Uh, but Jeb Bush had a bad moment, a very uh, mo- a moment where he looked very weak, very uncertain, and it was just part of this uh, process where he kind of unraveled very rapidly. By the way, and uh, and the same thing happened to Scott Walker. And what that leads me to, and I think what we have to to look at uh, as we approach the the race for 2020, is what do people really want? And I've contended for a long time that what the American people want in their president, if they had their ultimate choice, they would choose a smart, because they want smart people. Everyone always talks about, well, is this someone you could have a beer with? which obviously isn't what we do here in Utah. Uh, But is this someone you would go to a party with? Is this someone you'd watch a ball game with or go have some uh, wild wings? People aren't as worried about that. People want someone who's smart in the White House, making the big decisions, but they also want a fighter. And so if you look at the combinations of of things you could have in a presidential candidate, you could have someone who's, uh, smart or dumb, and you could have someone who is a fighter or a someone who is a wimp. So those are your options. So you could have a, a dumb wimp, which, of course, nobody would want that in the White House. No one would want that as a president. You don't want a, a dumb wimp. What you do want is a smart fighter. You don't want a dumb fighter. You don't want someone who's just going to throw haymakers. But what the American people really detest from what I found, and especially the people in Iowa, the people showing up at the Iowa State Fair today, what they detest is a smart wimp. And sadly, that is what the political consulting class is best at creating, is a smart wimp. Because they will so over-consult. They will Make sure that every sentence and every answer to every question is going to be consultant certified and pollster approved and safe. And so you could take someone whose natural instincts are to be a smart fighter and turn them into a smart wimp really fast and it unravels a campaign. And it's exactly what happened with Jeb Bush. It is the same thing that happened with Governor Scott Walker from Wisconsin. He was known as a smart fighter. He'd taken on... Unions, he had survived a recall election, he had won re-election after that, uh, he was a smart fighter. But his political consultants, starting in Iowa, turned him into a smart wimp, and he never recovered. And so, in the absence of a smart fighter, guess what? The American people would rather have a dumb fighter than than no fighter at all. They want someone who's going to fight for me, someone who's got my back, someone who, uh, like in the Senator Harris new ad, someone who's going to be ready at 3 a.m. with answers for the things that I'm worried about at 3 a.m., not the things they're worried about at 3 a.m. What am I worried about with my family, my job, my career, my community? And is that person going to get up every single morning and fight for me? And we're going to look at a lot of the results of recent elections, and you can, you can see it. Because in the end, if they're not a smart fighter, if they're either a dumb fighter or a smart wimp, uh, that's where all the problems take place. And often that's what Iowa tests of candidates, is can you be, can you be a smart fighter? Uh, really interesting. We've got a few uh, texts coming in on our Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, one uh, one of our texters says, a smart fighter is Condoleezza Rice. Unfortunately, she is brilliant enough <laughs> to know not to get into the political morass. <laughs> and I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Condoleezza Rice is a smart fighter. Uh, she she knows her stuff, uh, and she is very smart to be ha- hanging out at Stanford University Uh, and still doing some good things. She's a great thinker. She is really smart. Uh, She would be great uh, in that space. And uh, we do have a text said, there are people in Utah that drink beer. I I think that's absolutely true. (laughs) I I would never debate that that point. Uh, But it is the old test of, you know, do you want a president that you can have a beer with or go get some uh, chicken wings with or watch a ball game with? Uh, Or, do you want someone that you really respect and someone that you know is smart, someone that you know is a, a real fighter for you and can actually execute and do that? Uh, so that's that's always going to be the test. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, as people move through Iowa and watch this over the next couple of days, I'm sure there's going to be some interesting, even humorous moments. The other challenge for a candidate, uh, and the this is looking at it from a staff standpoint, the hardest thing at the Iowa State Fair is to control the camera angles when the candidate has to take a bite of either a pork chop on a stick, which is not easy to do, by the way, if you have never attempted to take a bite of a pork chop on a stick. Uh, high degree of difficulty there. Uh, or to make sure your uh, face doesn't contort too badly when you try the uh, fried butter on a stick uh, and all kinds of other things just great creations that are unique to Iowa and uh, unique to some state fairs. So anyway, that's that's always a challenge from a political positioning standpoint is you just don't want that awful shot uh, of uh, the candidate having their mouth open or a big bite of food as they're trying to answer a question. So there's lots of subtleties to it. Everybody thinks, oh, wow, the candidates are going to the state fair. Uh, it is high drama, high stakes in Iowa. And don't think you're going to go in and uh, just get all the nice stuff there. The uh, Iowans are uh, going to give give you a real test. <laughs> no free passes come out of, out of Iowa. You have to earn it. Uh, and so all these candidates, as I said before, just to reset, uh, all of these candidates have, really have between today and really the the end of September, to, to really get some traction and to get some momentum. They don't need to be in the lead. They don't even have to be in the top three or four, but they have to have momentum and forward movement. And now's the time to do it, starting with this Iowa State Fair, and then you're going to have Labor Day weekend, and then you're going to have two weeks before the next debate. That debate's going to happen in Houston, Texas. We'll cover that wall-to-wall. And and then we'll see if anybody can parlay it into any kind of forward movement. The first two debates produced no change in the polls, no change in the positioning. Uh, As far as the candidates go, Joe Biden continues to lead in a big way and everyone else is just kind of juggling around in the middle. And so there'll be some real tests. You'll have some drop off. Some of the candidates won't make it to the end of September uh, and then the game really, really begins. But it all starts at the Iowa State Fair, so watch for it. We're going to step aside. This is Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. I am the opinion editor at the Deseret News. We'll take our news break and come back uh, with Jeff Dew from BYU.